Well, thank you so much. River West does have holds all sorts of near and dear things and people. And when I look out, I'm like, oh, this is exciting um, to be able to see you and uh, to enjoy you. And I think back on Jenna and, and, and um, Jess also that he's been so instrumental in my son's life. And I'm just so thankful. I look back at 2007, I was sitting in this auditorium going, okay, Lord, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. And I felt like the Lord said, start working with families with learning disabilities. And so that was kind of my first gig. I started Wise Choice Educational Solutions. And in those first 12 years, we worked with 5,000 families, mainly through child welfare and did a lot. We called ourselves education because back in those days, um, so many times men didn't want to come into counseling, but they'd come in for education. So that's kind of how we started our, started our work there. And then seven years ago, or six years ago, I'm trying to remember when, I was speaking and I got this little note from somebody who handed me a note and said, can you help me? And it was somebody who was in this auditorium who was sitting there with domestic violence in her household. And um, I got to walk through and li do life with them for a while. And I've been able to work with quite a few families now with domestic violence. I was able to look through and say, okay, there's a different picture than the domestic violence necessarily where somebody um, physically harms somebody, but there's an awful lot of emotional abuse that goes along with this whole piece. And so that's been my, my journey over the years. When I take these certain big pivotal pieces, I'm like, okay, my kids were doing well because they had good mentors. My, um, my professional career and my family career have come out of, this, out of this congregation, so thank you. So when I look at things, um, my background is medical family therapy. And so I try to look at everybody biologically and say, okay, what's the diagnosis? What's the piece? What's the psychology? What's going on socially? what's going on spiritually in people's lives. And so that's usually how I've um, kind of looked at life that way. And, um, but I wanna go back a little bit before that and talk about why I have started doing what I'm doing. And basically, I came from a family where education was super important, but family, um, it happened. And it was good that it happened, but it wasn't intentional. And so, in my opinion, a lot of harm did happen, but um, it just kind of kept being overlooked. And so, um, I was able to rise quickly professionally. All of a sudden, I had two kids. And I was a Head Start director, and then got a really cool job where I was the HR director for Head Start um, throughout the United States. And I did my first gig, and I went on a trip. I had a 15-month-old and a three-month-old. And I thought, oh, no big deal, I can do this. I had two car seats and was trying to travel with two kids and work. And uh, it didn't go well. And then my child, my youngest, had a, was medically fragile, was celiac. We didn't quite understand what was going on. She kept not breathing and ending up in the hospital. So I'm like, this is not going to work to be working in different states all over. And um, again, just always thought everybody's role was they were supposed to be professionally minded and didn't really know about how do I do family life. Well, I came home and I didn't have, I think we had $10 extra in our budget um, on my husband's salary. And by extra, it meant that, you know, if we need an extra pack of diapers that we were not going to be okay. <laughs> and, um, and so started looking at life and then going, how do we do sleep patterns? I was used to getting up ready for work, but I wasn't used to getting up how do I do kids? I really did not know how to do anything with children. And I thought, okay, this is not going to go well. Um, didn't really have friendships because all my friendships were through work. And so I think a lot of you probably have identified with that when you started to stay home. All of a sudden you're like, how do I do life? And I really had no clue. 
And uh, so I started reading every book I could find. Um, how do you cook without wheat, eggs, and milk was one of the first things I tried to figure out. And then it was like, how do I clean a house? I'd grown up in Latin America, so I'd had a maid. Um, I did make, know how to make a bed. That was about the extent of my homekeeping skills. So I started reading the Messi's Manual because it like had description like, this is how long it should take you to make a bed. This is how long it takes you to do a mirror. I really didn't know. And um, it was one of those things I think people just assume everybody knows. And I really was like, I don't know. And I'm not doing well and I'm failing. Everywhere I turned, I just felt like a failure. So that was my story in my beginning. And um, so I was like, where do I even begin? And I knew I needed to figure out where to begin. And... I'm looking for my notes here, sorry. And so um, I needed a rhythm and a routine and um, didn't really know where to begin. And my husband wasn't sure this is the real gig he had also signed up for because he was like, you know, he kind of thought, hey, I've hired, I married a career woman. I'm not going to have to worry about a lot of household things. And so... Um, Basically, I got really on board with what is parenting and invited him to join me. He wasn't sure, but then he eventually got on board, and we've now been married for 31 years. And um, I would say God's given us the ability to persevere and to forgive. And so uh, we've had a lot of healing in our own bodies and our own emotions over the years. So I would say that uh, 2021, my big word was how do I uh, live in grace? But uh, 2022, I keep asking myself, okay, how do we live fully alive and fully thriving for this next year? And I don't know, I imagine you all have a word or a thought or a feeling that you kind of have about what this next year is going to bring for you. And so today, what I really want to work on is let's talk about a blueprint for really focusing in on your family. Um, when we think of slides, Colin so gen generously said he would do slides today. I think this is a slide um, that, that depicts where many of us are right now. We think, okay, we want our children to be doctors. We want our children to be nurses. We want our children to be whatever we, uh, attorneys, whatever we are aspiring for. But I think the real thing we want to make sure, are, is that what we're really wanting our children to aspire for? Or do we really want our children to aspire into the characteristics and character? And do we say, hey, our children are kind, our children are gentle, our children are peace-filled? And I think that's where, when I really look at 2022 and I'm like, okay, how do we put our focus on what's really important? Thank you. So when I look at Galatians, um, it's easy to focus on how to live by power, how to live by control, how to live by money. But we're supposed to be, as if we're living as Christians, we're supposed to be living by the fruit of the Spirit. And I love how the Passion Translation puts it, because it's easy to go, peace, patience, kindness. And it's like, oh yeah, am I living that way? But the tra uh, Passion Translation says, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Now, I'm going to say no two families are going to look exactly alike. But my question is, you are here as mothers. What, what is it that we want our households to look like? How do, we, how do we want them to reflect? Jesus, how do we want them to reflect the Holy Spirit? How, the, how do we want our households to look? And 
he put a flavor in your household. I mean, most of us say, hey, I know my family is a little spicy or my family is a little and so what I want us to do today is to really analyze what is our family. So my go two goals today are that we would come out knowing, okay, where is it we're headed for this year? And the other thing I really want to be able to think through is um, how do we encourage each other? So my goal also would be that you would get to know the people at your table better. Even if you're a visitor today and you say, hey, I don't know my table, um, what a neat opportunity to get to know some neat ladies here. So I'm going to have us break up into groups. Does that work for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> I'm staring right at you. You're like, what can I say? <laughs> there is no grace, no. <laughs> or there's a lot of grace, one of the two. So what I want us to do is spend the first three minutes in our own heads, and then we'll kind of have it prepared for the rest. Does that work out for you? So what I want us to do is be thinking about what characteristics we want to make sure are in our household. Write down three to five characteristics, and there's a list in this in your paperwork sitting at your table also, and be thinking through, yeah, these are what I'd like, this is what I'd like, and then be thinking through, okay, usually I can write down like 10 or check mark about 10 things, and then I want you to really hone it down into three to five that you're going to really focus on today, and then we'll start working together. Hey, most of you picked the ingredients you want in your household. Do you feel like you know which, what are the main ingredients that you're wanting to go for? So we think in family life, we think of a couple things. We think of that, that you're going to start with safety, and then you're going to move to order, and then you're going to move to beauty. So it's a sob story. But we're all going to start at the sob story at some point. And so with that, I want you to think through, it doesn't have to look like beauty yet. It can be that we're just at this point of needing to be safe in our household. It might be that we need to move into order. And then it might mean, hey, we got all these other foundational pieces together. We need to move into beauty. So do know that your mission statement will to a certain way form and look a little bit differently. And that is okay. The goal is to get going at some point. So now that you have your three to five characteristics, I want you to hone a mission statement. The Smith family is a family that does what? Put those things together, but put your name, not the Smith family. Some of you are having blended families, and you might have a name that you guys have nicknamed yourselves because it's too hard to put three or four or five names in a one context. So maybe you call yourself the Incredibles and say, hey, the Incredibles are, and put three to five things and share with your person next to you so you can kind of wordsmith and hone if you don't mind. So when you think of things that can switch things around in your household, what is one thing that you think you could do this week that would kind of get you going on that mission? Get you kind of going, okay, yeah, I'm there. Some people said, well, I already am hospitable. Okay, now how are we going to increase that or can we increase it? If we're saying, okay, physical fitness, if that's your thing and you say, okay, I want to eat healthy. What's one thing you're going to do this week that's really going to set you off and set you going in a different direction? Will you share that in your group? And my goal would be that you ladies would be accountability partners for each other because it's always easier if somebody asks you a week or two from now, hey, did, how would that go? You're like, oh, yeah. And if you didn't do it, it sets you back on track. And if you did do it, you can talk about it and celebrate together.
Okay, so tell me a little bit about what this has done for you. I have heard several words that I keep hearing over and over again. One of them is patience. And I'm like, awesome. That's a characteristic we really want to have is patience in our households. And then how do we allow ourselves to have some margin in that? Several of you have brand new babies in your households the last couple months. Some of you have your third child. I just want to say those are huge, huge milestones. Those are huge pieces. So please do practice kindness and patience with yourself. And do know that there's other people around you also who want to be able to encourage you and say, hey, job well done. The other thing I have heard just in walking around is we're kind of in a survival mode. Totally fair. Totally fair. It's winter. We're finally just saying, hey, how do we put together our Christmas stuff? How do we get some organization going? This isn't about what you shoulda, coulda, woulda done. This is about just looking at your intentions for this next year and saying, okay, how do I do this next step? What would this look like? And then really saying, okay, if I'm going to live intentionally, what's something I can do? I heard somebody say, okay, could there be one small increment you could do? And it's like, okay, could you even take a picture of kids looking joyful, even if the house around you feels like chaotic? Okay, that could be my symbolism of this is joy. What's something else you could do? Anybody else have some really good ideas? I heard somebody else talking about taking a hike. Anything else that you feel like, okay, this kind of gets me going this next week? Well, has this been helpful for you to just be able to kind of reset and to be able to talk amongst yourselves? I just have listened to all the different groups. Thank you for sharing because there's been a lot of wisdom shared within your group. Now, the piece I'd like you guys to talk about just briefly with each other is to talk about uh, how do you want to support each other in making this transition? You, most of you said, hey, this is something I want to do. I heard, hey, we're walking next Tuesday. I'm like, that's a really good defined moment. I hear the coffee dance. Okay, so now when are we going to do these pieces and how do you guys hold each other accountable for that? Are, are you giving each other permission to talk into each other, speak into each other's lives? Are you giving each other permission to say, hey, how's it going? What could be a way to do that? Can we talk that through? And I think the one thing, I got this book on my way in, so I um, Amazon delivered this morning, and one of my ex-clients gave me this, and it's uh, Unmothered. And she grew up in a horrible situation, and she said, hey, you need to read this book because it's just like how I grew up and how to learn how to mother myself differently because I was not mothered. And so um, there are ways also if you're feeling like this is bring up a lot of memories like, oh, I sure never got these things. My kids should just be thankful for where they are. It's easy to go into that mode, but it's like, okay, how do we not go into that mode and stay really true that we're staying true to ourselves and parenting the way we want, wish we had been parented. And it's not about past resentments. It's about how do we move forward in that. So will you spend two more minutes? And this time I will just cut it off at 1107. And um, will you talk amongst each other and say, hey, one thing I can do or one thing you can do to help encourage me along this pathway? Thank you all for sharing today. And I just appreciate the fact that you guys have melded together in groups and really talked. And I am excited to see where you guys go in this next year, really encouraging each other. And I would just pray this blessing upon you that the Lord would keep you and that he would bless you and that he'd shine his face upon you and he'd give you peace and he'd continue to give you strength to do his work. Amen. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you.